0: to this conversation presented by White House Custom Color. I'm Jed Toffer. White House Custom Color is a premier professional photography and press printing lab serving photographers around the globe. Be sure to check us out at whcc.com. Jen Bertrand is my guest today. I met up with her at Push Conference in Indiana, and she she is great. She's one of those people that From my experience, uh, you start talking to and you think to yourself, this person is really sharp, really witty, knows what's up and is forthcoming and honest and open and just a real blast to be around. She had some major changes um, a few years ago and she had to go through a rebranding for her business. As she, she came to some realizations about who she was and what she was doing and why. Listen in as her and I dive in to what her life looks like now. <laughs> so we're going to talk about rebranding, right? Yeah. What, what you did to go through that process. And, Absolutely. And, and what it looked like and what happened and... 100%. S- soul searching and...
1: That's the stuff, Yeah.
0: Well, let's start with this. Um,
1: Tell me who you are. (laughs) Well, that's a deep question. (laughs) Uh, No, uh, my name is Jen Bertrand, and I'm a photographer based in Dallas, Texas. And uh, I shoot editorial style, kind of magazine style portraits Uh for creative and business professionals, teens and seniors, and actors and models. So we kind of... I run the gamut on all of that, right? Um, mostly studio-based, and I've been doing this for 20-some-odd years at this point. Is that right? Yeah, started early on, but not in this full capacity, but... You are a
0: KG and Wiley veteran.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm one of the old school, learned on film. Yeah,
0: like you go back to when we go back to you yes I did not realize that
1: yes I actually have a degree in photojournalism from yeah. the University of Texas at Austin wow hook em. yeah and started <laughs> out in uh with film and right as I was graduating <laughs> everything was switching over to digital right so right then I had to kind of learn a lot out of college and basically relearn the medium on a digital format it's pretty different so, It is and it isn't, Mm -hmm. but um, especially with the studio lighting, it's Uh just gotten a lot easier to use. It has,
0: yeah, but not then.
1: Oh, no. Nobody
0: knew what was going on then.
1: No, and I learned on the old Novatron and Speedatron packs.
0: Yeah, I will never forget what all of that was like, because we didn't have the YouTubes or the facebook's <laughs> or the very true and and the the google was sort of there but you couldn't really google google doesn't mean mm. anything if there's nothing there to google yeah you know what I mean?
1: Yep. I think it was like GeoCities at that point. Oh, you know? who knows what it was. <laughs> I
0: mean, I remember Ask Jeeves and on yeah. Yahoo and AOL and you put a <laughs> keyword in, but you couldn't just be like, I don't know what to do about digital photography, help.
1: No. And what was interesting is the woman I was working for at the time, uh, Mary Beth Greenwood, she's in, was in Austin. She's since passed, but uh, she was old school, even more old school. Yeah, right. and, um was real deep into the, the rock and roll scene in Austin, Texas. And uh, so I, I learned a lot from her working in studio yeah. and she knew nothing about digital. So yeah. I was trying to learn digital so that then I could teach my mentor right. digital while she no. taught me right. business.
0: Right, which is key. Yes. And so what, now that we're talking about this, I want to ask you really quick, what, what have the changes... Right in the last twenty years, because there have been significant oh, changes. Yes. What has that looked like to your life personally?
1: Oh my gosh! Um, personally, I would say first and foremost, it's been a lot of continuing education, mm-hmm. a lot, and um, constantly just trying to kind of keep up with the new technology. Mm-hmm. Um, while also trying to temper my my wallet and my bank account, so yeah. I don't go nuts being a gearhead.
0: <laughs> yes, right. Well, no, that's, that's a big been, deal. Because you could you yeah. could upgrade every other year.
1: Yeah. Oh, like absolutely. Like significantly. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that's been um, that's been really you know kind of kind of tough. Not getting mm-hmm. trigger happy on the on the interwebs mm-hmm. with the spending, photoc- oh, the spending seals. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but you know, personally too, it's just been kind of a, a growth because we've seen, you know, with digital, there's so much more that you can do creatively, right. um, in a much shorter amount of time. Right. So what's been awesome is that that has been able to open up doors for my own creativity because part of the reason why I even got into photography in the first place was I always had this like creative drive um and I always wanted to be uh like an artist like a real artist you know but I could never get my hand to do what my brain saw is that right yeah I just could I could not draw to save my life okay I could right. play a mad game of tic-tac-toe or hangman, but that was about as far as it was going to go. <laughs> so, you know, I, um, I was around a lot of photography. My next door neighbor growing up was a professional photographer. Really? My dad was the guy who was constantly following his kid with, or kids, with um, the old VHS recorder Is that right? oh, all the time. Lots and if, of
0: footage of little Jen.
1: Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. And siblings. Mm -hmm. And so uh, she was around it all the time. And I had uh, an older sister who's about eight years older than me. And she was in photography when she was in high school. And, of course, wanting to be just like her. Yeah. I was like, ooh, I want to see. And then I became an angsty teen and started (laughs) shooting black and white photos, you know. (laughs) So that's really, you know, for me is kind of... where it all started. And that was my creative outlet since I still could not draw no matter how hard I tried. Um, and kind of just took off from there and, uh, went to college for it. So what's really neat at this point is, uh, just being able to even mix, you know, kind of the mediums and, uh, especially with the lighting equipment at this point and the different modifiers, it's really neat to see kind of where my creative limits are and then push past those.
0: How have you handled the tremendous influx of photographers over the last 20 years?
1: Oh, um, because
0: you remember when there weren't so many,
1: I remember when there weren't so many, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of a double-edged sword. You know, I think at first there was that fear, especially amongst, um, the older school photographers yeah. of all these, you know, young whippersnappers coming in and right. taking my money and, yeah. you know, I those
0: almost pretty much those exact words. Yeah. <laughs> really sometimes <laughs> there's, sometimes with some expletives yeah oh
1: it. absolutely yes. and yeah. um you know at first it was kind of that like chicken little right. oh my gosh those sky's right. falling we're right. all gonna be broke, and right. you know and it's staff over. photographers are getting laid off left and right yeah we watched that happen yes mm-hmm. and that was right when i was graduating oh my with a photojournalism degree. Right. Yeah. Right, absolutely. Exactly. Goodbye, <laughs> $32,000. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. Which um, seems like a huge bargain right now, know, actually. Oh, it absolutely does. Goodbye,
0: <laughs> $32,000 a semester. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Exactly. I got out, ooh, just in the nick of time. You really did. But. Um, You know, there was a little bit of that, you know, that fear at first. And then I started hearing, you know, some photographers. I can't even remember which ones they were, but I know like Dane Sanders was, Mm -hmm. you know, part of that whole movement of, you know, you have to adapt. Right. And that is um, something that's even, you know, basic instincts for us as humans, you know, evolve or die. Right. Is really what it comes down to. And thankfully I was young enough to be able to make that transition. Right. Uh, fluidly enough, but still having a lot of that old school teaching that some of those, um, techniques still stick with me Mm -hmm. even in my digital photography. Mm -hmm. So, uh, what I love now is, um, that a lot of these younger photographers that are coming up are so driven They are so incredibly creative yeah. and they grew up with Wacom tablets and, Mm -hmm. you know, Photoshop and being so inspired by what it is they're doing and getting inspired to get off my butt and push myself even farther.
0: Yeah, the term JPEG is just part of the lexicon for anybody these days. I remember, and it wasn't that long ago, the first time a client used the term JPEG jpeg to describe one of the images yeah and i did not like it
1: (laughs) seriously you mean a negative well i was was just like
0: how do you know yeah it's a jpeg you know because it was always pictures
1: pictures yep
0: that's what my dad calls them, pictures.
1: Pictures.
0: And that's and I was I you know and and we of course started using the term imagery and image you know you turn yes. you turn the the words into something that means more right For, absolutely just from a marketing standpoint but when they started saying, JPEGs and then wasn't long after that they started saying the word Photoshop which. Oh. You know, previously was the software that I was privy to, yep. but banked on the fact that my clients certainly were not.
1: Absolutely. You know, that was
0: the secret sauce. And yeah. now... To even to even refer to it as secret sauce sounds ludicrous. (laughs) You know, like secret sauce. Well, like everybody knows what Photoshop is and everybody knows what JPEGs are, right?
1: Absolutely.
0: So we we have like been through a a gigantic transition, really, even in a broader sense, you know. Like you and, and you were saying like you have to evolve and regardless mm-hmm. of what that looks like whether it's in the photography industry or in your personal life or or anything else that's going on you evolve or die you it's, evolve
1: or die you have to it's one too well and the way i look at it too is you know what fun is it being stagnant well you know i mean sometimes i
0: like being stagnant yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about that yeah, a lot.
1: Game of Thrones is on. <laughs> <sighs> yes. yeah, well, boy, when that last season comes out, there's
0: going to be a lot of stagnation. Oh my this gosh, way.
1: it's going to be like post-apocalyptic. <laughs> the entire world is just going to shut down. Don't call me. Don't call me.
0: <laughs> don't, call me. <laughs> don't even text I, um, me. I don't Game even. I don't thrones-ing. want my phone to do anything.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> but I get it. No. Okay. Yeah. So, in all seriousness, in seriousness, what fun is it to be stagnant? That's a really good question. And yeah. and really, for me, I would say. It, it, it's only fun for a little bit. And then it's mm-hmm. it, then it becomes very not fun.
1: Well, and, and um, I think every artist even goes through this, which is, you know, you find that groove and you make that money and it's coming in and it's mm-hmm. coming in and you kind of get into that routine. And at some point you burn out because you're sick of it.
0: My wife and I called that the rut of success.
1: Yes.
0: Because t- you've been there. You've yeah. been in the rut of success. Yep. And you kind of at some point you rest on your laurels and you get a little complacent 100 percent. because you're just like ugh. and then at some yeah. point you realize oh crap
1: <laughs> yes and you're dialing it in right right it's like okay right. yeah I'm just gonna dial it in it looks great you look great fantastic <laughs> you're doing click. great
0: click click yeah nice.
1: click click Woo. fantastic <laughs> these will be to you in a week to two weeks <laughs> it's like I'll an see automatron you. it is yeah, yeah. absolutely yes. you know and you you just kind of go through that and then something just starts not feeling right and my husband would call it the sitting in a dirty diaper feeling where you know yeah. that something's wrong and something's yeah. got to change oh my right? gosh
0: I like your husband
1: yes my husband is <laughs> he's a good one he is keeps oh, me laughing. But it, sitting I mean it's in a dirty
0: diaper feeling. Okay. Yeah,
1: I mean, but it's an apt description. The way I think right. of it is just like you feel icky and you yeah. don't really want to talk about yeah. it. You don't want to tell let's anybody else. Let's not discuss it. Yeah. Put let's some not, things off. Yeah, but, but it is off and you just don't want to sit in it, but you're not quite sure what to do about it. How do we begin to well, take care of this problem? Well, because you have to address problem? it and
0: that's, the, that's yeah? part of the issue. Absolutely. What, how much does that relate to what we've talked about talking about today? regarding your process of rebranding
1: well i mean it's that perfect metaphor quite honestly and my my husband bless his heart was um wow i just my texas is showing um (laughs) bless his heart (laughs) well keep going that's that's you you do you (laughs) he um you know he's been with me on this journey um in fact i mean he was I started out photographing his band in high school. Really? Yeah, I did. What kind of band was it? Uh, It was a little little punk band. Yes. Yes, in the 90s.
0: I knew it was. We met
1: in 95. Oh, my. Yes. Right when, in
0: my opinion, as far as like on a grand scale, the music started to turn. Yes. In my opinion. Absolutely. I like the early 90s. Yeah. Not such a big fan of the late nineties. Oh for the man! Most but na-
1: ninety-five to ninety-six, you still had some really in the good gems. In the middle, it was fine. <sighs> but by the
0: time we got to the end, yeah, it was like, what happened to this decade? Yep, it's kind of like the seventies with disco.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think
0: if I was a huge Floyd fan or a big Zeppelin fan, by the end of the 70s, yep. I would have been like, "What happened? Yeah, how did this? How did this turn?"
1: Yeah, although I'm not one to pass up Abba, I will say that. Oh, I love it! So. That's
0: a guilty pleasure. Yeah.
1: Oh man, nothing guilty about Abba that. I embrace that fully. That's one of the best
0: albums of all time. <laughs> <laughs> you get me alone in a room with some dancing queen, and oh, it is. Oh man, it it's on! Over. Oh, that's a
1: challenge. But I gotta
0: be alone. I'm not all as right, proud of enough. it as you are.
1: And let it fly, let it fly, man. I do when I'm by myself.
0: <laughs> so you were photographing his band so he's been yeah. with you from then
1: off, off and on since 95. Okay. Yeah, okay. first love and okay. uh it was one of those things we went through all of the stages yes. of friendship, mortal yes. enemies, best friends oh. Oh. um and it was one of those so things like we both just, married couple right? Yes, now. <laughs> absolutely. I can relate to that too. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. But he's, he's my absolute best friend and, um, you know, an incredible support system. And I think that that's something that is very, very important for artists is finding their support system. Um, and really a lot of this was kind of coming all about cause we up and moved from Austin to Dallas Mm -hmm. and knew virtually no one.
0: Okay. So you were, you were in
1: Austin. I I was in Austin from 99 until the end of 2000, uh, 2012. Okay. And, um, so, I mean, I had been establishing my business there. I was working for a really amazing, um, wedding studio that was one of the top in the area. My business was building up and then he got what we like to call the Godfather offer. It was just that thing we could not refuse.
0: Can't refuse it.
1: And so we up and moved to Dallas, and I basically had to start my business all over again. Yeah. I knew virtually no one. I think we knew two people. Yeah, that were outside of his boss, and like you know, the staff at his at his office. What a nice and, big market! Yes, a, a huge market, right? and that was really what I looked forward to. Yeah. But the challenge being, how do I get into that market? Of course. And yeah. then all of a sudden, being. full time Mm -hmm. with photography. I did a lot of commuting back and forth to finish out jobs in Austin. And four hours? How far is it? uh, Yeah, it's about a three and a half hour drive if you don't hit traffic. And then you hit that I 35 corridor and you're. Mm -hmm. mm. Mm -hmm. So um, that took um, quite a bit for us to get adjusted to. And all of a sudden, I was alone in our apartment for 10, 12 hours a day. Mm-hmm. He was an attorney at the time. So he was working late hours, leaving before I was even waking up. Yeah. And you know, how do you start a business and network when you know no one? Right. And I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> I have no idea. And so it all even kind of started from that and just kind of being alone all the time and not really knowing what I'm I was going to do and kind of freaking out like is this the end of my business should I even keep going um you know and and I started meeting a lot of really amazing photographers online Amanda Holloway being one of them
0: she's in Houston right
1: uh right outside of Houston yeah Yeah, she's in Huntsville um and she was you know a wonderful resource and who became a Dear, dear friend of mine. Oh, good. Um, love her, absolutely love her. But she kind of helped inspire me and and kind of push me really forward into um, the senior photography market because it was something I was interested in and I was ramping up while I was in Austin. Right. And so since I did have all this time to myself, I was like, I'm just going to learn as much as I possibly can to get out in this market and just make a bang in Dallas.
0: So then. Uh, you you do that to some extent, I'm mm-hmm. assuming. Yeah. But then what happened a year ago or whatever you were talking so
1: about? So in that time, um, my husband and I were um, trying to start our family okay and we had a lot of stress but we also uh could not conceive for about three and a half years and that was really tough especially when all of my girlfriends back home who i was missing were all starting their families and um you know he was gone i couldn't conceive my business was virtually non-existent at that point um and it just kind of was this soul-searching crisis for Mm. me and um we did eventually um, conceive in 2015, um, which was huge. But then it was, oh my gosh, I'm going to be a mother. <laughs> going to be a mom now. <laughs> I'm going to be a mom now, right. and now I have to figure out how to be an entrepreneur and yeah. a mom.
0: Oh yeah, that's a big one.
1: And uh, my daughter was born in February of 2016, mm-hmm. and she was not an easy baby. Mm-hmm. I love her, and um, I (laughs) do, and she is so wonderful, and at the same time, um, she was very colicky. She had reflux. I was not sleeping. She was not sleeping. My husband was stressed with work because he was working for this big law firm, and um, it really took its toll, and it started to take its toll on our marriage, and what I realized in that process was um, I was suffering from postpartum depression.
0: Oh, is that right?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I was still in that point where I was at home with the baby for 12 hours a day by myself. Mm -hmm. My husband gets home. He doesn't want to do anything because he's been getting his butt kicked at the law firm all day. Yep working for 12, 14 hours, yes. and uh, it was it was really rough, and I had to really do a lot of that soul-searching to figure out, mm. you know, as a mother, can I do this? Financially, can we do this? And um, if I do do this, what is it going to look like, and what is it going to take mm. for me to get to that point where I can make this, you know, a viable career in Dallas as a mother?
0: Did you think, what is it going to cost?
1: Yeah. Yes. I don't
0: just mean financially, like, yeah. what is it going to cost yes. to do this?
1: Absolutely. Work-life balance, needing right. to be there, you know, for my daughter, for my husband. And at the time, yeah. you know, I was doing a lot of the the domestic work, too, um, to take it off of his plate of course, because of the amount of stress that he was under. Right. And uh, with me being home at, with the baby, he was primary breadwinner. So um, I finally decided, you know, I had some some savings from my business account before I went on maternity leave and finally started getting consistent childcare, which was a very mm-hmm. difficult part of that yeah. uh, process. And once that happened, you know, I started thinking, you know, I, I don't know what my brand is. I know I've been shooting images that I think or I feel that people want to see, not what was really in my heart. And what I started realizing was the images that I was shooting that... I shot straight from the heart, things that I wanted to shoot yeah. were the things, the images that were resonating with people either on Instagram or on my website or even my husband going, whoa, right, that's really good. right. And he could tell, you know, mm. um, and he has watched my work since I was 15 when right. I started out, you yeah. know, and um, that was when I, I just kind of made this commitment of if I'm going to raise a young girl in this society in this day and age, Mm. and I want her to be strong and independent um, and not base her self-worth on her outward appearance, Mm. I have to model that and Mm. I have to show that. And a lot of what I was doing was covering up who I really was to put out the image of who I thought I needed to be in order to be successful as a photographer, especially through social media.
0: What did it look like?
1: Oh, gosh. Following everybody else's things and trying to figure out, okay, this is a trend or is this what I need to do? Right. Um, You know, whether it was using a specific preset or, you know, specific verbiage on, you know, Instagram captions yeah. or, yeah. you know, whatever the case may be, or product <laughs> offerings all or the verbiage, all the verbiage. <laughs> I mean, and all of that changes so much. And that was part of it too, Is like, okay, you know, I'm going to get this preset and I start working with that preset. And I realize like, I just don't like it's this. You, and right. I kept going back to my clean edits, which is, you know, the way that I had learned yeah. early on through the old school. Mm-hmm. So, um, it was just a lot of me, I think, still even trying to find myself um, as an artist and as an individual who's now a mother, yeah, um, but still doesn't want to give up that independence as an individual, right either, you know. Um, so that's when I kind of went on this like soul searching. okay, I need to I really need to focus in on my business, what I'm offering, what I really want to shoot, and get somebody on board with me who can make that vision come alive. Mm -hmm. So I called up, um, another great friend of mine, Devin Jones, um, who's a photographer out in Wichita falls. Mm -hmm. She's a former push speaker for senior style guide. And, um, I know that she had worked with a designer and I said, Hey, called her up. And I said, look, you know, I'm thinking about doing a rebrand, um, and I know you've spoken really highly of your designer, Brittany Janine, mm-hmm. of Brittany Janine and Company. And before I could even say, like, finish Brittany's name, Devin was like, just do it. Really? Just do it.
0: Really? Yes.
1: And what she said to me was you and Brittany both have that edgy aesthetic. Mm. And when I heard that word again... which I kept hearing it kind of kept popping up edgy, edgy, edgy. I was like, this is what's missing from my life Mm. is there is that, I, I call myself, a, I'm kind of rock and roll with a hippie soul. You know, I love my essential oils and oh, yeah. get a little granola on occasion. Yeah. But at yeah. the end of the day, you know, I'm listening to the Foo Fighters and Metallica yeah. and, you know, old school punk. <laughs> and, you know, I grew up with two DJs. That's it's, it's part of my wow. life. You know, my okay. parents are disc jockeys. I grew up with it. And I was putting so much of that to the side because I thought I needed to be a very specific way yeah. in this industry to to be successful yeah. and to be accepted by my colleagues yes. too. okay. And people kept saying, you know, I love it. You you know, you're kind of edgy. You're kind of edgy. And I was like, you know, that's what I need to, I am, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that's what I need to, to infuse into my brand. So I took a leap of faith. And I sent an email to Brittany and I just said, I'm in desperate need. You came highly recommended by Devin. She contacted me. We hit it off right away. And I was like, okay, this is it. And she she was at the time based in Orlando. She's now in um, Atlanta. Okay. Yes. And a phenomenal designer. And I knew she just got me. And and we both kind of had the same reaction, which is when we looked at each other's stuff, we were like, yep, yep you're my people. You're my people. So, um, I got on board with her and it's funny because I thought I was like, okay, you know, here I am. I'm on this journey. I know what I need to do for my business, which is rebrand. And she sent me this homework and I procrastinated (laughs) and I procrastinated because I was, you know, pregnant and I was like okay or I guess at that time I had my my baby and um, so just being a mom and I was like okay I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it and then it came time to submit my homework and she's like hey how's it going with that homework and I was like "Uh, I'll get that right to you (laughs) and I end up saying to her you know um, I have some questions about the branding side of this is this something that you're going to help me with you know figuring out you know, what copy to write on my, mm. my website. And I just didn't have a clear picture of what all was going to be required of me mm-hmm. just because I think I, I still had my head in the sand mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and she was like, mm, let me refer you to somebody. Oh. And I said, okay. And she says, I think, I think you need, you know, this person and then come back to me in you know three months and we'll oh. get started okay i said okay i trust you she says i think this is going to be really big for you so she recommended uh, that i speak with this woman alina marie and she is a professional a former copywriter and um among other things i mean a creative she, i think she did photography at one point too but she gave me this incredible homework that really forced me to soul search got deep down into not just who is your ideal client but why and who are you and um what is your purpose you know and I kept,
0: what is your purpose what is your
1: purpose and I was like uh you know and I really started thinking about it um and had to dig dig deep and and for me it was always you know wanting to be of service to people and build their confidence um as a kid growing up I was picked on a whole lot. I didn't have a lot of confidence, and I think mm-hmm. that was part of what drove me into the senior portrait industry was being able to give that to young men and women. Is that confidence of someone who's not their parent? Because of course when your parent tells you, "Oh, you're so beautiful." You're like, "Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> you have to say that. You're, <laughs> you're my, my parent. You're my parents." Yeah. And um but having someone else really look at them and say, "You know, you are incredible you are beautiful you have so much to offer this world Mm. and I'm going to show you and um, I realized too that my headshot clients were still struggling with the same thing oh yeah even more surprising a lot of my professional men who were in business had been for a while still had the same insecurities as a 13 year old girl And that really made an impact on me. And that was when I really realized, okay, you know, what I'm putting out there into the world needs to resonate with people. And they need to understand that this is not just me taking your picture. You know, this is something more than that. Um, Because nobody goes to a photographer wanting to look ugly. True. You know? <laughs> very true. So, what can I do to help them not just with a photograph, but with something that they can take that is beyond that image, take that into their everyday life and make an impact that will stick with them. And that kind of became that focus and and at the same time having to take my own medicine in that and build up my own self-confidence and my own self-worth and say I do have something to offer that is uniquely me and there is a place for this so going through that process with Alina and then going back to Brittany and when I went back to Brittany it was like there were there was not enough space on <laughs> the homework sheets to put in everything I had to say.
0: You had to add papers. I
1: had to add for papers. Your essays that you were writing. Exactly. And when she came back with that first round of, you know, the logo and the colors and all of the inspiration, and we went through visually too with a Pinterest board, which was extremely helpful. I mean, she nailed it mm. right away. And when I saw sort of my, not only my, my business, but kind of the vision that I had for my career, my future and my clients and future clients all wrapped up into this mood board that she had yeah. created. I was like this is this is it. That's it. That it's it and when I relaunched um in June of 2017 the impact was massive. Mm. Just with friends and colleagues who went, "Oh my gosh, this is totally you." Mm
0: why do you think so after hearing all of that yeah what stands (laughs) out to me is regarding the purpose piece right and when you said that you felt your purpose was to essentially and i'll i'll use my words sure i i felt like your purpose you felt like your purpose was to show people compassion yes because you know what it was like to be picked on yeah why do you think you chose compassion as opposed to bitterness?
1: Oh, man. Because um, you,
0: you could have gone the other way.
1: I could have gone the other way. A lot Absolutely. Of people
0: do. <laughs> I mean, really, a lot yeah. of people do. They go, you know, the, the uh, a bully yeah. was bullied. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. But you intentionally chose compassion. Why did you do that?
1: Cause I know how it feels and I never want to make someone else feel that way mm. cause it's extremely painful. It's isolating. Mm. Um, and you know, we're still, we're, we're humans and we're, we're pack animals by nature, mm. you know, and, uh, we need each other. And the way I kind of look out of it is, and this is kind of my just personal philosophy is, you know, this world is already hard enough as it is. Why are we making it more difficult on each other, Mm. being rude Mm. and, um, being selfish, Mm. you know, and part of that's a lot of self-awareness too. And, um, I'm a huge advocate for, uh, therapy, you know, and, and, you know, I mean, I struggled with the postpartum depression and before that, um, I spent years in, in therapy and it was probably one of the greatest tools that I've ever had. And it has served my marriage. Mm. Um, it has served my friendships and even me as an individual Mm -hmm. and, you know, asking for that help and having people who did help me and who have helped me throughout the way and, um, realizing that I could not do it on my own. So why should I expect that other people can do it on their own? Hmm. And knowing how much I hid from people around me. And even still, when I talk about, you know, yeah, I was struggling from postpartum depression. I was crying every day. I would go off of social media and just you know, go into my introverted hole, people are like, really <laughs> you like, yes, we yeah. all hide it, yes. you know, cause we, we're not talking about it and it's well, not, not going to put
0: that on an Instagram story.
1: Absolutely not. <laughs> right. You know, right. but we are seeing this trend now towards, mm. um, people saying, yes, I struggled Yeah. and being able to see people struggle on Instagram, since we do get just the highlights a mm-hmm. lot of the time, mm-hmm. um, it's extremely liberating and it connects people. Yeah. And you realize that the strongest of them all is also struggling. Yeah. You know? So uh, for me, I think that that's kind of where that compassion comes from is because I know how painful it is and I know what it feels like to feel alone and that you can't ask for help. So to be someone that other people can talk to, come to, um, and that will have their back you know that just to me means the world because for me it's it's almost like paying it forward you know um we got to get along you know and I think
0: you're brave Jen Bertrand
1: <laughs> oh thank you it doesn't always feel that way but you're, thank you
0: you're a, you're a hippie chick rock and roller <laughs> brave girl thank you that's 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 how I see you
1: thank you <laughs> thank you
0: Thanks for sharing this with me.
1: Absolutely. Thank you.
0: Where can people find you now?
1: Um, You can find me online. My website is Mm jenbertrandphoto.com and it is B-E-R, so B-E-R, uh, T-R-A-N-D.com. And uh I also teach um studio lighting, and you can get there through that website, but it's enlightenworkshop.com and then on Instagram, which is really the only social media that I pay attention to right now because I'm so overwhelmed. I'm such a Gen Xer in that way. (laughs) Um (laughs) uh, it's just Jen Bertrand Photo on Instagram. Okay. So thank you. Thank you Have so a much. wonderful
0: time tonight at the PUSH Conference 2018 Gala.
1: I absolutely will. <laughs> are you dressing
0: up or are you going like that? <laughs>
1: oh, no. I'm going to dress up a Get little bit as best I can. And your, and your yep, denim. Yep. I'm going to party down.
0: I think you look good right now. You should just roll in.
1: <laughs> just roll in how I am. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Have a great time.
1: Thank you.